Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 361, a Puerto Rican double. And I am your co-host and the guy who did a little planting this past weekend. And I'm your co-host and Ray Charles of archery. (laughs) 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 Oh, well, yours is way more interesting than mine, so we're going to do it last. So tell me about your planning. So we planted food plots this past weekend. So tell me about your (laughs) Ray Charles of, of archery. I found out over the weekend I can't handle the pressure of a turkey being in my presence and launch a single projectile at it. Yeah. So I've I got a crossbow. So I'm even cheating, you know, using a crossbow. But I have a compound bow and a crossbow, and I was going to try the compound, but I just couldn't really see how I could turkey hunt with a compound bow and not use a blind. I mean, it just seemed like it was going to be very difficult. So... I chose to go with the crossbow. Been practicing 
on a target, I mean, out to 40 yards, I'm money. You know, I can put it in that center circle every time from 20 back to 40. So, as you know, fall turkey season opened for archery this weekend. And I went Saturday morning, nothing. I mean, nothing. And then Sunday morning, I went and I heard some turkeys cackle and cluck a little bit, but I never saw them. So, I went back Sunday afternoon because the turkeys I had seen in this spot I had seen in the afternoon. And I know there's two longbeards in there and some hens and poults. And so I, I had found an area where they had been dusting and there was dust bowls, feathers everywhere. I mean, it looked like they were using this spot very regularly. There was hen feathers, gobbler feathers. So I knew it was being hit pretty hard. And so I went in the afternoon Sunday and I was going in and got to my spot and it was like four o'clock. And so I was like, huh, I wonder if they're using this spot to dust because at four o'clock the sun was right behind me and it was the shade went out to right where their dusting bowls ended. Cause mm-hmm. it was like, they're using one particular, like from this point closer is where they're dusting. And So I I thought that when I sat down, I was like, oh, it's nice. It's shaded over here. And I wonder if that's why they're using this particular spot in the afternoon. And literally, like I had been sitting down for maybe two minutes and I see a turkey coming. And it's kind of tall grass on the way to this thing from where the turkeys have to come through. And so I see its head. I get my crossbow already. I'm, I'm shaking like a leaf. Well, it's a hen. And so I'm like, okay. She comes up to 10 yards and starts dusting right in front of me, which was so cool. Like, she may not even have been 10 yards. She was like six to seven yards probably. And is on on the ground just flopping all around, dusting like crazy. And you know I only lie most of the time. Hmm. But on this, I swear I saw spurs on this turkey. And I don't know if you've ever heard of a hen having spurs, but I swear this thing had spurs. Hmm. I mean, I could see, you know, like their foot has that back toe, and I could see that, and then above that, there was like a half-inch spur on both legs. And it was definitely a hen, like brown, gray, you know, really dull-looking turkey. Of course, they're a little harder to distinguish by colorations in the fall to me. They're not quite as colorful. The gobblers aren't, but it had to be a hen. Like, no beard at all. So even if it happened to be some kind of weird Jake or something, it wouldn't have been legal because it has to have a beard. But I swear it had spurs. Well, then two poults come in, and they're about 60% her size, and they're standing there with her. And one of the poults sees me sitting there, and I'm pretty camouflaged, but it sees me, and I guess because they've been coming there every day, realizes I'm, like, out of place, you know? Yeah. And not scared. It just, like, I can tell it looks me dead in the face. And I never will look at a turkey when it's that close. Like, I will never look them in the eye because I swear they see you blink or something. And it comes walking towards me, just like, just bobbing his head back and forth. And I promise you, this pult walks up to, like, it maybe was a foot 
from the end of the broadhead on the crossbow. Wow. Like, if I had just pulled the trigger on the crossbow, it's been straight in the beak. No, wouldn't you have missed him? Yeah, I would have missed. That's true. So I'm sitting there, and it, I'm freaking out. I, I, like, I think I've only ever had a turkey that close one other time in my entire life. And this thing is like, like, I'm worried it's going to impale itself on my broadhead, and I'm going to have to explain to the game warden, like, look, I didn't shoot. It ran into the broadhead, you know? <laughs> and skewered itself in the uh-huh. face yeah they do that all the time uh, this thing almost did like and so it's sitting there and what a weird group of turkeys i still don't really understand this and then over the back of it i notice movement and i see a tom standing there just like hmm. melted you know comes out of the ground how the freaking gobblers are in the fall like they just you i swear they're like aberrations you you're sitting there and they're not there, and then all of a sudden they're here. It's it's the craziest thing. But he just appears out behind the hen. He's 30 yards away, and I'm like, holy crap, that's a gobbler. And my crossbow's already pointed pretty good. Well, he goes behind a grass clump, and the pole at this point's still putting at me, and then the gobbler comes out the other side, and I'm hoping he'll come closer, but he's like being super nervous, I guess because that pole was putting. Yeah. And I mean, I can just tell he's shuffling his wings and he's really like not feeling it. He's whipping his head, looking at me and at the pole and wondering what, what's going on. And I'm like, he is so nervous because of this turkey. And so I'm about ready to blast the pole in the face at this point. But he turns around and I'm like, he's leaving. And he wing shuffles and goes back behind that grass clump. And I was like, screw it. I don't care if I scare the pole. I got to shoot this Tom. And so I get my crossbow. I mean, I'm like shaking so bad. And so my crossbow, I have like five lines in the scope. And the second line is 30 yards. And so he comes out the other side, stops. I put it right at the base of the wing, put on the second line, blackout, start shaking, pull the trigger at some point. No idea where the arrow went, and he just walked off. Hmm. So I, I literally like I don't even know. I was freaking out so bad. I don't, I don't know if I missed high. I don't know if I missed low. I don't know where the arrow. I never heard it hit anything. It might come sailing past your house sometime <laughs> soon. If any listeners found an arrow in their yard lately could be mine i have no idea but i missed so i know i missed really bad i do know that i jerked it i'm pretty sure my eyes were closed when i pulled the trigger like i was freaking out so bad and it just i don't know why it it was like almost another level of freaking out because i had archery like gear I i just don't know plus having that one turkey so close like puts off that energy of like it just makes you nervous having a wild yeah. animal like that close to you. Yeah, it does. It make it does make a difference. It really like I swear there's like an energy they put off when they get that close that just gives me the shakes, you know. And anyway, I missed him and like I pulled the trigger and the hen that was dusting stood up and just like looks at me and the two poults are looking at me and the gobbler walks off and then they just like walked off like nobody was even really scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't hit a pult with how terrible the shot was, you know, like absolutely smacked the pult in front of me, but mm. I missed horribly. Um, it wasn't the gobbler that I shot at is not the one I was after really. Like there's two that are hanging together that are like full grown, like 
you know, three-year-old Toms probably, like really good long beards already. This one was like a Jake and a half. You know, he'll be a two-year-old this spring, and he had probably like a seven and a half, eight-inch beard, which will be a nice one in spring. But, you know, I could tell this wasn't the same ones I had seen. And right. he's with, I mean, I don't know what a gobbler, a hen, and two poults are doing hanging together. A hen with spurs, mind you. But anyway, that was my fall experience on Sunday. And I saw, I think I saw four, uh, let's see, I saw three hens that had probably 20 poults. And then I saw another hen that had probably a dozen poults with her. I think the hatch this year was just absurd. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I've never, it's crazy. Uh, it's just crazy. There's hens and poults everywhere. And all the poults are still noticeably different size than the hens. So it was a very late hatch because, I mean, they should be the same size by now. Or, you know, pretty close. Right. Not, not, I mean, they're so small, like from 800 yards, I could tell it was a hen with poults. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's just crazy. It must have been a late hatch. But anyway, that was my fall experience this weekend. Absolutely awesome hunt. Like, I had a blast, but I'm just struggling to figure out how I'm ever going to kill one with archery gear because I, I get the shakes so bad. I just, I'm going to need one. I almost think I probably shouldn't shoot unless he's like 20 or in. I don't know. Well, you had some excitement, if nothing oh, else. Well worth going. I mean, yeah. well worth going. And I had a really nice 10-point buck at probably 50 yards at one point. He was beautiful right outside of the ears, pretty good mass. And so got to watch him walk by. Could care less about shooting him. But it was it was just a lot of wood ducks flying over. I mean, fall is just a really fun time to be in the woods. Yeah. And it just... What I love about fall turkey season is it gets better with time. As as you get deeper into fall, it gets better and better to get in the woods because it gets a little cooler and leaves are changing and it just gets better, in my opinion. Right now, it's still pretty hot. Good deal, man. That's awesome. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it was fun. You know, would have been cool if I connected, but the good news is I get to keep hunting this county because you can only shoot one bearded turkey per county in the fall, so... Would have been done on opening weekend. Would have kind of sucked, honestly. Well, yeah. It's catch and release. Turkey hunting. It doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, so I'm going to get back after them. I think that spot's going to be more of an afternoon spot, but we'll see. I'm going I'm to get back after them. I may go some before work this week. May not. It's just kind of hard because, I mean, they're not flying down till like, after 7. So you don't get much time unless, you, unless I could roost them or something. But we'll see. I'm going to go give them another good old try next weekend but i'm ready to hear some sounds of spring in this week's episode yeah well you're gonna have to listen closely to hear the sounds of spring because you're gonna hear some <laughs> shotgun blasts pretty early on in the hunt so it's a pretty cool story and you were there for it but yes. you've not heard any of the audio so and you actually were not so all right i guess i need to further explain because i was involved i wasn't you were involved there. <laughs> correct you were in the vicinity but you were not present yep so after i tell everybody that we're 176 days 12 hours 18 minutes and 22 seconds from the opening day of spring season in Puerto Rico, then I'll share the story. And we're 183 days, 12 hours and three minutes from Alaska's opening day. And I'm ready to hear the story. I got to see the <laughs> aftermath. I got to see the before. 
you know, it was it was pretty interesting. So we're in. So me, Chip, and Cameron are in Puerto Rico. Where and was John? He had to work that day or something? No, I think that you know John had already killed in this part of Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's true. So he, he had to go do something. I think because I was, was on the phone with him at the end of the deal, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't remember. He was, I think he was working that morning. Okay. So the three of us are out and about, and we'd been to another piece of property at daylight and didn't really have anything going on. So we get in the vehicle, and we are. Were we actually like gonna call it a day, or were we gonna go and scout? some public land. I can't remember what the plan was right before this happened. So we had, Chip had missed that mm-hmm. morning, the two bucket turkey. And then we went to where I killed my turkey that we talked about mm-hmm. two weeks ago to see if we could strike another bird, struck out there. And I think the plan was to go back to where Chip had missed that gobbler and see if I don't know. I don't even remember what the plan was. It, it may was have been so late. breakfast. I mean, it was 1130. Like we were pretty much done, I think, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was so late in the morning and season ended at noon. And so or not season, but the legal hunting hours ended at noon. So we're riding down the highway and old Eagle Eye Chip spots a couple of turkeys up on a hillside strutting and so we drive past we turn around i mean we're on a pretty busy highway we turn back around drive by them again glass them and cameron starts looking on on x to find who owns the property so we turn back around drive back past the field with the turkeys in it again and we turn right the turkeys are on our right in a field on our right we turn right and there's a road that runs up towards where these turkeys are and after we turn onto the road that's off the main highway there's a truck parked there and there's some dude there dressed in camo with his phone in his hand and we just assume he's looking at onyx so i'm sure he's sitting there with it being this late in the day he's trying to find the owners and his plan's probably to come back tomorrow if he can get permission come back tomorrow and hunt these two turkeys so that's not our plan our plan is to get permission and go kill in the last 20 minutes (laughs) we have 30 minutes of legal hunting time to get permission and hunt exactly and we're in kill mode yes so we drive up to and this was the last day y'all were going to hunt this region because exactly. y'all had to go to the next state the next morning. So y'all yeah. had 30 minutes to finish this state for the year. Yes. Yes, we did. And we had to drop you off at the airport Yep. about three hours after this. So here's the deal. The property line and looking at Onyx was the field edge, yeah. the field that these two turkeys are in. And so we drive up to the person who owns the woods behind yeah. this field yeah like right on all the way next to the field like parallel pines running straight up the field yeah so we go up to that person's house knock on the door and after 30 seconds or so this super nice lady comes out and 
We chit-chat for a few minutes, and she says, well, where are they again? So I explained to her, and I said, well, here, you know, so I pull up the map on the phone, and I show her, and she says, well, you know, I don't own that field. And I said, I, I, I wanted to make sure, but that's what the map shows, that you own yeah. this property back here behind it, don't you? And she said, yeah. So I said, perfect. That's, that's all I need to know, because I know those turkeys, it's hot at this point, and I know those turkeys are not going to stand out in the sunshine in neck-high grass this time of year for very yeah. long. Well, they were out dead sun when we saw them, too. Yeah, yeah. So I go get back in the vehicle, and actually, we change at that point. I'm not yeah, driving. I, I was driving. Cameron Cameron drives, and me and Chip get our stuff together while we're at the end of this person's driveway, and we get out on the road. We drive down the hill towards the back part of this person's property that borders that field. So Cameron stops, me and Chip jump out, walk up the little bank across the fence onto this person's property, and we have about a, I'd say a 75-yard walk to get Mm -hmm. to where we're in the neighborhood of these turkeys. Yeah, like not far. Not far at all. So we get in there there's when we get up the bank there's this very small little head of woods it's probably 15 yards wide maybe 10 yards wide and then a pasture open field type area and then on the edge of that is some planted pines and those planted pines are on the edge of the field that the turkeys are in but on the end of this little pasture field area that we've walked into it is the end closest to the field that the turkeys are in it is i mean just nasty thick briars and brambles and brush and it's well overhead high so we can cross this pasture without any concern of being seen at all we get to the edge of these pines and chip says how far do you think they are and i said chip i don't think they're far at all and so i said let's just get just inside these pines and just sit down and let's see what happens. Chip says, well, do you think we need to call first? I said, we can call first, but let's find a place to sit because I really think they're very close. So he said, okay. So we find us a spot where we want to sit and where we've chosen to sit plays a very important role or part in this hunt. So we're up higher than the field, but we're lower than the majority of the planted pines. So we're sitting a little bit below grade of the planted pines, looking one direction, looking down the other direction. We're up above the field and we have no idea where these turkeys are yet. So I hit a call and bang, they answer immediately. Chip says, where are they? Where are they? I said, well, they're in the planted pines up here, maybe a hundred and 25 yards away so they're over the little crest of the hill that is going up in those pines they're over that little crest so we kind of jump around find a spot to get and the spot that I sat down in initially I didn't like it was in a little bit of a depression and I looked over and I'm actually below chip and that's not where I wanted to be because it's just a bad spot to be if you're trying to double on turkeys. Yeah. So I looked at him and I pointed. There was a pine tree that was back behind me a little bit, maybe six feet, that sat up higher elevation. And so I said, I pointed that tree and I said, I'm going to that tree. And he said, okay, go. 
So I get over to that tree and I sit down. We call again just very softly and we wait. And so let's look, it's a short hunt. We didn't have much time at all anyway. We needed a short hunt. There's not much audio. I'm just going to play the audio from start to finish. There's no reason to interrupt. And then I'll tell you guys what happened when we come back. Sweet.
What? You can see one kill him. Congratulations. So we're sitting there and I'm looking into these pines up the hill, expecting to see two redheads pop up over the top of that little knoll just any time. And Chip says, there they are. They're at your 11 o'clock. Well, I'm looking 11 o'clock and I don't see anything. We're sitting there probably 20 seconds goes by. They're at your 11 o'clock. Okay. I still don't see anything. They're at your 11 o'clock. <laughs> getting frustrated now. Well, he, you know, he can't hear, so he doesn't hear me saying okay. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're sitting there, and I said, I can't see him. If you can see one, kill him. So we sit there for a few seconds, and then well, I, I can't see a thing. So I stand up. I get on my knees. When I get on my knees, I can't see anything. So I stand up and I look down the hill at my 11 o'clock and Chip's turkey is laying on the ground. Well, I don't see the other turkey. And then all of a sudden I see him and he's kind of, he's going from my left to my right and he steps behind a tree. 
Well, when he did, now Chip's already stood up too, but when that turkey went from my left to my right and stood by, got behind that tree, I put, got my gun up, safety off, and I'm just, I really was expecting him to go back left because I know what's to the right. We just came through it. Yeah. And so after about five seconds, sure enough, he steps out to the left of that tree and boom, I busted him. That's awesome. And I think we literally had like three or four minutes before noon. Yeah. So from my perspective, briefly, I'll tell you, I was in the truck, dropped y'all off, and I drove around to try to get to where I could see the field so that if the turkeys were in it, I could tell you. Yeah. And I, when I got around there, they weren't in the field anymore. And I thought, well, that's either really good or really bad. Like they either saw them and ran off or they're in the woods with them. And then I saw, I had my binoculars looking, I saw a gobbler walking through the pines. And so I was like texting y'all like, he's in the pines, get ready, you know, he's coming towards you. And so then I lost sight of him. And so I drove back around to where I dropped y'all off. There was a nice little pull off actually, where I could park and wait. And Yankee John called me and I'm on the phone with him, like laying out the situation and I had the windows down the truck off and I'm just talking to him like, yeah, man, I don't know. They're in the, they're close. Like there's two gobblers and they're in the woods. And boom! I was like, holy crap. They just shot. Somebody just shot. I bet they got one. And he's like, really? That's awesome, man. Boom! I was like, oh my gosh, they shot again. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that was good or bad. Cause that yeah. was really delayed. Like they either just super delay doubled or something's not good <laughs> yeah and uh anyway so then i mean it was maybe like four minutes pass and both of y'all come walking down the hill with a gobbler on each shoulder and i'm like oh my gosh yeah that is awesome and so i jumped out and we're just like, yeah it's like the last five minutes <laughs> in which i had done the same thing the day before like in the last 10 minutes yeah so we came out with two gobblers and one cell phone. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, of course. I had to go back and try to locate my phone, which I did not. I think Chip was it Chip yeah. or you? Chip found Chip it pretty found quick, it. actually. Yeah. And so. I didn't you know, you lose your phone, I lose a pot call. I was in the truck, so I didn't lose any pot calls on that. <laughs> but that was you know, there was not a lot of gobbling going on. We didn't need a lot of gobbling. You know, we needed to kill and it, it needed to be quick, really could not have worked out any better. And to the dude that was dressed in camo, parked in his truck on the side of the road, looking again, I'm assuming he's looking at Onyx trying to find the owners of that field. Sorry, man. Probably, probably has his ground blind still sitting there. He's, he's been sitting in it all spring. He's probably <laughs> still sitting there in the ground blind. So, you know, the takeaway from this hunt is you literally only need one minute, the right minute. Oh, yeah. It's good to plan for tomorrow, but take action today because you don't know. You don't know if you can get in there and call that bird to you and he comes running in and you shoot him with 10 seconds left in legal shooting hours, you're still legal. Mm -hmm. You don't know if two rednecks from the southeast are going to get into your area in Puerto Rico and kill the two birds that you just located and you're trying to get permission to go hunt tomorrow morning. So do not delay. That's my takeaway from this hunt. Get it done. And that's what we did on this hunt. And it was 
awesome. That was a very, very good tasting steel reserve. <laughs> if those exist in this world, I haven't found them, but uh, it, the symbolism behind it was great. <laughs> <laughs> but that was awesome, man. And we say it all the time. Any minute you can spend in the woods, you got a much better chance of killing one. So Absolutely. Again, it paid off. And really cool y'all got it done. That way you're able to get to those other states and get things going with the successful hunt to start the trip, which was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I was glad I got to be a part of it. You know, I wish I'd been sitting there in the tree with y'all, but I had a vital role in the whole thing, so it was fun. Yeah. And to hear the gunshots and everything was exhilarating. It was just, that was a fun trip overall, getting to hang out with you. And we got to play some of the audio from my hunts the day before over the weekend with that gobbling at some point. Oh, it's, yeah. Holy oh, crap. Yeah. We were amongst them. <laughs> yes, no doubt. It was no doubt. awesome trip. But yeah, really cool hunt for y'all and beautiful birds. We got a really cool picture of y'all kind of memorialize the place because mm -hmm. the day before... I was like, I want to take a picture in this province because that's where I killed him, you know, and y'all are like, the same deal. So yeah, pretty cool. Fun yeah. stuff. It was, it was awesome. And so, you know, I, I'm glad I got to share the hunt with you guys and I look forward to doing this again next year. I just cannot wait. Just, I really hate wishing myself older, but it can't get here fast enough. Yeah. Well, I'm using fall turkey hunting to get me over the the hump here so i got fall turkey season then i'm gonna have a baby and time will probably go fast but slow at the same time without sleeping so yeah but turkey season will be here before we know it show enough yeah show well, enough. cool man i know uh next week we got an old friend joining us for the show yes we do i'm looking forward to playing that one for everybody yeah we got a really funny and good turkey story told by a legend of the turkey hunting world so it's a good one to good one to listen to and we've been trying to i don't know if the listeners have noticed we're trying to do kind of an interview and a live hunt and interview live hunt so we change things up on a weekly basis and i think that's been working out pretty good but if any listeners have somebody they would like to hear us interview or a topic they want just us to cover please reach out and send that to us because we'd you know, if you're thinking you'd like to hear an episode on it, there's probably a whole lot of people like you that think the same way. So we'd love to hear from you. I'm the Gobfather49 on Instagram, the Turkey Hunter Podcast on Facebook, or you can email Andy at andy at iamturkeyhunting.com and, and send us any suggestions you'd like to hear for these fall months of turkey hunting. And we'll make sure to try to get a show done on it. Yes, indeed. That's the favor of the week, by the way, if you didn't catch that. I like it. <laughs> Why don't you wrap us up? All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. 
to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.